Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source which we need today on our planet is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now Alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet. By taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.n.com 
www.nowalchemy.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Exciting news, tribe. My book, Spirit Hacking, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. Please go check it out. Please pre-order it so that the more pre-orders we have, we can make New York Times bestseller so that we can invite and ignite and bring more people into our tribe so that they can become leaders of legacy and we can change this world for the better. I love you, tribe. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today. And I love you so much. And I'm so honored that you made the choice to come here to Earth so that we could all be together, find each other, love each other, care for each other, lift each other, shift each other, and really put this whole experience on Earth in a better situation for the next generation and those to come after. It is so important for us to be able to recognize that legacy is the focus. There can be no other focus other than to bring legacy to earth. This is not about just making you know, money to pay your bills or to cover the necessities that you need in order to survive as a human being. We must go beyond those things and think beyond those limiting ways and go into the understanding that legacy, true legacy, is the reason why we eat, sleep, and breathe so that we can bring legacy, so we can bring love, and so that we can lift and shift all of the people on planet earth and those who will come after to make life easier and to make it more effortless for them as well as for ourselves. So I'd like to start off um, today's share with a beautiful love quote from Metallica, my true gospel. (laughs) And this comes from the song, Nothing Else Matters. And I would like to share this with you. So close, no matter how far Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trust in who we are and nothing else matters. Never opened myself this way. Life is ours. We live it our way. All these words I don't just say and nothing else matters. Trust I seek and I find in you every day for us something new. Open mind for a different view, and nothing else matters. Never cared for what they do. Never cared for what 
they know, and I know, nothing else matters. I really want you to just take that in. Metallica is, to me, my gospel. It was for me when I was a kid growing up with my big headphones and, you know, I felt like they were the only ones who understood me when I was a kid. You know, I really did. I felt like they understood me. They, they understood what, what I saw, what I felt, what I was experiencing when everyone else was just being bobbleheads and saying yes to the system and bobbling their head and being sheeple. I felt, wow, they get me. So at certain times you'll hear me quote, certain things that were my gospel. And um, I wanted to share that with you. So my darlings, I love you so much. It's so good too. It's so good to love you. It feels so good to love you. You know, I always find it very interesting how, you know, the love that I have is so expansive and so, um, it's just so big and so large and can just, there's enough for everyone. It's an ever-flowing field of love, consciousness, and energy that comes from my being. And you have that inside of you too. You have this endless well of goodness, of love that can be given to everyone. And it never runs out. It never runs its supply. And it's directly tapped into source, into God, into creation, which is so beautiful and bountiful. And on every level, just allows us to be so free. Because there's nothing greater than feeling completely free and knowing that you have this immense love that can never run out. Like it never dries up. Like you don't need anyone to fill it up because it's always being filled because you're always in that state of joy and happiness because you're lit and you're riding the lit train. And just the fact that you're on that lit train, you're just like, woohoo, and like screaming and yelling. And you're like, yeah. You're like, oh my God, yes. And like all of that riding on the lit train just keeps that well filled, right, Tribe? I mean, it's just like, it's this intoxicating love potion that just like never goes away. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I have so much love to give. Is there anyone near me I can hug? I hug myself. Just wrap my arms around myself and give myself a big hug and be like, I love you. You're amazing. I love you. And then I give that out to everyone in the world. When I pass by them, I'm like giving blessings. Never walk down a street with a silent mind when you pass by people. Give them blessings. It doesn't take anything from you. It's just like one, you know, it's like you have so much already pouring out of you, this love. So you can just give that away super easy. It's like the best ever. Like, like the best gifts you could ever give anyone is to just be able to give them love and blessing and healing and like, you know, just share everything with people and you're never going to be depleted like sometimes I'll go out and people will say to me you know like are you tired after giving all that energy and I'm like no way are you kidding me I am lit I am energized I am a fire rocket I am fire fire rocket okay I'm like fire rocket okay I'm a lit rocket I'm a I'm a lit coaster I'm lit train I'm like I'm burning energy here and it's never running out because the more I give to you in healing the more I give to you in love the more hugs I give you the more energy I give you when it comes in the nature of love I am filled up I am filled up that's why I say get 
full, get full tribe, get full. You know, I used to people say, get your life. I say, get full, right? And get full is like, fill yourself up with so much goodness and all that just yumminess that just is so everly present in your life. And all you have to do is just grab it and take it. It's like, yeah. It's like everything there is in your life is like ready there just to support you and supply you with this amazing supply of goodness. And all you have to do is kind of just dive in and swim in it and drink it and take it into your being. And it's so wonderful. So when we talk about the spirit realm, a lot of times people say like, what is the spirit realm? Shaman Durek, what is the spirit realm? Well, the spirit realm is, (laughs) it's the laughter. (laughs) And inside the laughter and the energy of the laughter, there is another dimension of energy that is there waiting for you to jump in, right? And what is, where else, you know, what else is the spirit realm? The spirit realm is the connection that two people make or that a group makes or that a bunch of people make or when you hug someone and you feel that warmth and that comfort that's the doorway to the spirit world or like when you like when you like enjoy having fun like when you're playing and being a kid like building a sandcastle or playing with your action figures or building forts or painting or drawing or sculpting or making terrariums or you know doing anything that's playful and fun that's coming from the heart and spirit that is the doorway to the spirit realm, right? And so the doorway to the spirit realm is like everly being happy and present in any situation and experiencing that, like having an orgasm, spirit realm, doorway, amazing doorway, just open it up and walk through, right? And like even just the moments like being in nature, nature has so many doorways available, like the wind touching your face and not like acting as if it doesn't, exists that you you actually take full acknowledgement that the wind just touched your face and then you say hello wind how's it going so you know is there any message you have for me today is there anything that you want me to share with anyone is there something i should learn about what's going on in the earth or anything you want to share when please that is accessing the spirit world uh when you're dancing and you're dancing and you think oh i you know my friend is going through a difficult time and i'm just, you're dancing and you say send all this energy from this dance to that friend who's going through a difficult time and shift their situation now and then then as you keep dancing you're like now that they're in their situation is now being shifted bring in more love, bring in more prosperity, bring in this and that. And then the rest of the dance is a thank you. It's like, thank you for bringing the love. Thank you for bringing the prosperity. Thank you for bringing the joy. Thank you for bringing the litmus, right? And so there's all these really beautiful energies and essences. And there's so much more. Like if you're, you know, ever walk into like a beautiful church, you know, it's like, I may not listen to the dogma of religion, but it doesn't mean that I don't like the teachings of Christ. That's spiritual. The connection to love, loving your brothers and sisters honoring each other, respecting each other, seeing each other, you know, that is deeply spiritual. And when we get into the understanding of any form of evolution, like if you want to evolve and become a better person, meaning better in the sense of that you're not it's not that you're not better now, it's that you're enhancing your better, right? It's enhancement of the better. So you're enhancing the possibility of the betterment of seeing something much more refined, right? That's spiritual. It doesn't mean you have to go to yoga or you have to like, you know, do this huge intense regimen by drinking celery juice and green juice and like, you know, doing all of these things that constitutes you as being spiritual. You're spiritual because you want to evolve. You can be an engineer and a doctor, a scientist. You can be someone who never even meditate in your life. But the fact that you want to evolve, you're a spiritual being. 
And it's really cool. And it's like, we, we really need to kind of remove all of these like rules and regulations of what it means to be a part of a spiritual tribe, right? There's no such thing as a spiritual tribe. It's just the tribe, period. Everyone's welcome into the tribe. It doesn't matter if you believe some of the stuff and you take bits and pieces of it. Even if you get like one little thing from the shares, that is great. That's wonderful. That's what the tribe is about. It's not about you coming in and being like, I have to understand every single thing that Shaman Dirk's talking about, every single thing that every guest is coming about, every little thing that's happening in the meditation. It's just about getting that one thing. And if that one thing lifts you and shifts you, that one thing make, puts a smile on your face, that one thing makes you happy or laugh, well, guess what? Then it's doing what it's supposed to do. I'm not the orchestrator of this ship. And, and the cool thing is I'm cool with that. I'm cool with not being the orchestrator or the captain, is what I would say, of this ship. Because to be honest with you, each and every one of you, right, all of us collectively is the captain of the ship, right? I'm just there to create a container for our tribe to share, to grow, to love, to expand, and to amplify more love into our lives and the lives of other people so that we're not so caught up in the Maya and it's like, you know, just kind of going through it and like trudging along begrudgingly and not really acknowledging the beauty that's in every moment, even if it looks dark, there's enough light in you to light up the whole underworld if you want to, if you want to. And all it takes is for you to simply say, my light is on and it's lighting up the underworld and it's done because that's how it works. It, I mean, it's literally the, the way in which energy moves and the way that energy is communicated is, is, is in thought, feeling, and action. And so thought is thinking about it. Feeling is feeling it. And action is doing something, such as bringing a flower into the room or playing a musical instrument or dancing around the room free when others feel that you're making a fool of yourself. You're actually healing them. Like the greatest thing would be, and my dad used to think I was crazy, but of course I wasn't. But anyway, so the greatest thing would be like he would have these really important people come over and he'd be like serving them drinks and stuff and like you know he's having a you know person come and make dinner for everyone and you know very etiquette everyone's like you know dressed up and like being very you know cordial and like all of these things and then all of a sudden here comes like here comes me as i come into the room i'm dancing around everyone and jumping up and down and singing. And my father would say, this is inappropriate. I can't believe you would act that way in front of my guest. And I said, well, someone has to remind them to enjoy, to loosen up, to tighten their, to loosen up their belt and, you know, unbutton their shirt and just let a little breath out, a little ease, a little, ah, oh, just a little that's all it is. Just a little, tiny little bit. And he'd be like, oh, you're really funny. And I go, you know, dad, I am funny. And that's the reason why I'm in your life because you're just take things way too seriously. And seriously, it is not what gets you the kingdom. You've got to have fun. You got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy your life. You got to take it up a beat. You know what I mean? You got to really put yourself into the groove. You got to stomp your feet and shake your tail feather and scream and balk like a 
kick in if you want to get to the kingdom, dad. It's not going to happen just with the staunchiness of dressing up in three-piece suits and your Bruno Maglis all shine to the core with your perfect silk socks and your pocket watch in your pocket, entertaining your guests by pouring them cognac and all of these things at the bar. And everyone's all dressed up. And Mr. Verrett, I love your house. And Mr. Verrett, oh my goodness, your house is this. And oh, da, 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 da. Oh, who cares about the house, you guys? It's just a bunch of wood and cement and and sheetrock and all kinds of, of materials, half of which are not even really good for your health. What's important is the connections that we're making here, the conversation that's happening. The, the reality of it all is that everyone in this room wants to be loved. And that's the interesting thing about life, right? Is that we associate people who like, like to dance and move their body as crazy, wild, or rambunctious, or over the top, or too much, or needing attention, or egomaniacs. When in fact, because people want to spontaneously live their life out loud, they're considered freaks and weirdos and so forth. When in truth, it actually shows in tribal culture, if you go back and look at some of the most ancient tribal theories and ethics of tribes, it shows that the person who is free and free and like does whatever they want to do and jumps up and down and sings and dance when everyone is doing one thing where the other person is doing the other. That means that they are highly evolved, highly intelligent, creative. They are being guided by spirit to break the rules. And you've got to break structure once in a while. I mean, come on. You take yourself way too seriously. Lighten up. I mean, geez, already. I mean, yes, everything is going to happen. Money is going to flow in the door. You're going to find love. I mean, all the questions I hear people always asking me, it's always the same. Am I going to have enough money? Am I going to find love? Will I be successful? But I never hear people say things like, how can I have more fun? Will I be able to be joyful where I can play all the time like I was when I was a kid without having any kind of people come in and put rules on me? Will I be able to express myself freely without any fear? so that I can truly be the colorful being that I am. Why is it always like, will I have the relationship? Will I have the job? Snore, 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 snore. Bore, 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 bore. I mean, if you're really going to like ask me questions like that, that really makes you have to ask yourself this question. Who cares? The whole purpose of having money or the whole purpose of having a relationship that you love is to share love, to share energy, to connect, to have a beautiful energy with another person, not to feel like you are you know, having a relationship. Now money's coming in. You feel better. Do you feel safe? Do you honestly feel safe? Because I know a lot of people who are married and have money and they don't feel safe. And a lot of that is because of the fact that they're not honoring themselves in the way that they could. Or better yet, if we were to say so, they're not honoring themselves in the way that they should as according for them to be successful on every level of their being and not just on every level of their being, but every level in the way in which they operate in their being and every way that they operate in their being as according to them living their life in their highest truth. You can't go through life just running around trying to fit in, in a bunch of check marks into all of the boxes that you think you need to have in order to truly live a good life. Like check, got the kids, check, got the money, check, got the person, you know, check, 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 
check, check. Because life isn't based on checks and marks, my darling. It's based on magic. It's based on music. It's based on relationship. It's based on dance. It's based on connection and touching and, and, and observation and play and, and just being free and experiencing the awe and the splendor of everything that is wonderful and beautiful about what creation stands for. Creation stands for, right, the connection of, of life and what is life? It's freedom. It's an understanding of breaking structures, breaking down walls and barriers that limit the spirit from shining its light. It's like the spirit's whole thing is to get out of the maze, lift up the doors, find ways behind the barricades, get outside of the cage, be able to open up doors that are locked, find keys to unlock those doors and get out of this fortress that is built by a system that wants to keep you in there and make you a slave so that you can run out free into the rolling hills and grass and under the sun and the beautiful blue sky with the beautiful wind blowing in your face and saying, congratulations, you did it. You're no longer a slave. Well, you get to do that every single day by the choices that you make, right? And so those choices are so important. So when you go around like running around trying to meet everyone's expectation, you're, you're like back in that maze. You're back in that, that caged up maze with all those locked rooms and closed windows. And your job is to figure out how do you get out of this escape room? But it's not just an escape room, it's escape fortress. <laughs> so the spirit realm is found in the essence of things. Like when you kiss someone, like you ever had a kiss where you just kiss them and you feel that warmth, that energy, that connection, that electrical spark, the feeling of the softness of their lips, and then you just want to kiss them again and again, and the sound of it is so pleasing to the ears, and then you want to kiss them again and 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 again, and you just want to roll on the grass and just laugh and kick your feet up in the air and scream and just go crazy, stomping your hands on the ground, just like, you know, stomping your feet on the ground and, you know, and just like really feeling that exuberant energy of, wow, I'm alive. It's so nice. You know, like when you're ever going to a party and the music's really, really good and you just get beyond that point where you just don't care anymore about what anyone thinks. Like it could be like everyone's having a conversation, but you just can't stop, you know, like, you know, um, tapping your foot or, you know, you know, uh, you know, moving your hips a little or your shoulders or your head is bobbing on some level because the music is getting inside of your sensory system. It's getting inside of your sensorium. It's communicating information to your body through, through code and your code is saying, move this, move that and move this and move that and that too. And why don't you, while you're at it, why don't you move this, 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 and that, that, and this and that and move that as well. And before you know it, you're completely submerged in dance and freedom and having the best time of your life. And you don't even have to put any kind of restraints on yourself. Even if the people next to you don't choose to dance, they get to observe your dance and talk to the part of themselves that's blocking them from dancing so that they can make peace with themselves and let those spirits move on to the light so they can come and join you in that beautiful celebration of spirit.
or that time where you like, you know, where you put, you open your computer or perhaps you take a piece of paper and you start writing and then the writing just feels so good and it just keeps flowing and you can hear the words coming into your thought and you type and you just keep typing. You can hear the words coming into your thought and you get all these creative ideas and then you just get excited. You pull everything out, you clean everything up so you can make room for all your writing that you're going to be doing. You see, innovation or the keys to innovation or the idea of being motivated into anything is about how much joy you allow yourself to have in doing it. Like I have so much joy in cleaning my room. It makes me super happy to fold things and put things away. I'll never forget Mary Poppins when she was singing the song such as just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. It was like the understanding of what she was saying was literally saying bring joy joy into it and anything that you feel like you cannot swallow you can swallow it's so amazing and you know it's really funny because i remember that when i was a kid like my stepmom used to always make us do things you know because she's filipino hawaiian she's like nonstop doing stuff right and i just remember the only way i'm going to get through this is to put a smile on it and i remember when i was in turkey and they would say this word kolaygalsen and i love the word kolaygalsen and basically what it means is like may may everything you're doing have ease right and it's like why aren't we saying that in the states why aren't we saying that in germany why aren't we saying that in different parts of the world like sweden and switzerland and you know and other Every place in the world should be saying it to every person when they see them engaging in something that they're doing, what what humans call work. We should say, "May may your work be easy. May life be easy on you. May things be easy on you. It's almost like we've convinced ourselves that the harder we work, the more stressed out we are, the less free we are, the less reactive to our spontaneous combustion of joy, happiness, and freedom, and accelerated joy and love that we can exude from our being. And like anything that makes us feel like we're not being responsible, something seriously wrong with us instead of it being the opposite. I say, turn that book upside down, turn away your nasty frown and smile into it, right? Smile into it. Smile into everything you do. I smile into every single thing I do. When I give a hug to someone, I smile into it. If I'm writing a paper, I smile into it. If I'm typing up a poem, I smile into it. If I'm dancing, I smile into it. I pretty much smile into everything, literally. I smile into things that I don't like. I smile into it. I end up liking it. I mean, it's really interesting. Try smiling at things before you go into it. Like smile at your food before you eat it. Smile at the person right when before right when you meet them. You know, one of my things that I love the most about my aunt Shirley who, who was a world famous opera singer Shirley Verrett she was a mezzo sopranoist and what I loved about her growing up as a kid is that she always smiled into everything every time she went into the room to sing with Pavarotti she would go in and before she even got her lines and before she got the music and she had to go over all of the different musics that she had to go through with the piano player and everything and she would smile into it every time she made food she'd smile into it I used to watch her swim in her pool and do her laps with her she'd put her little swim cap on and before she would jump in the water she looked at the water and and smiled and then jumped in the water. I said to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Why am I not doing that? Why am I not smiling into everything? I want to be a smile bunny. I want to smile into everything. I want to be that smile rabbit. That would make me happy. I know it would make me happy. 
So then I started doing it. I started like watching my aunt in her interviews on television. I started watching her when she would be finished with her performances, when people were serenading her with flowers. I would watch when she was backstage and people would come back. And the first thing she would do is she'd put a smile and come out and be like, hello, darlings. I said, oh my God, I love this woman. I really got to like, I want to, I want to really take from her this lesson. And so I started telling people, hello, my sweethearts. Hello, my darlings. I wouldn't call them just by their name. I call them darling sweethearts, my sweet dears. I would give them hugs and I would smile at them before connecting with them. Oh, hello, my darlings. Look at you, beautiful souls. Ah, I love you so much. And I started doing it for years and years and years and years and years since I was a kid watching my aunt do it all the time. And can I just tell you, out of everything I went through, when I was on dialysis, for instance, I spent eight years on dialysis. Can you imagine eight years on dialysis, Monday through Friday, having a needle poke you in your arm, two needles, mind you, the size of a pencil, poking you in your, in your fused together artery? And, you know, people would come in and they're just, you could see the sadness on their face because they knew they had to get poked again and they had to get hooked up to this machine for four hours. I just smiled myself to it. I smiled myself myself into the into the clinic I smiled myself to the nurses I smiled myself to the doctors smiled myself right into my chair smiled myself into my arm feel it getting poked with needles smiled at the needles getting poked into my arms smiled at everything and kept doing it and that's how I could go for eight years eight years without complaining or crying or going woe is me I can't believe this is happening to me you know any of these things I would smile into it and when I got really good at smiling into everything, it developed this character about me. It developed this very strong-natured spirit. People would always say, I love your spirit. I love how you're able to just weather any storm. I said, weather any storm? I said, what storm are you talking about? Like the ones that are happening right now on the earth with all the problems and all the political issues and all the social issues and all the, you know, the stuff that's going on between race and this and that. You seem to be so unaffected. You seem to be unaffected by, you know, but that, you know, that that this person is going into office or this thing is happening and that thing is happening. You never talk about it at dinner. You don't talk about it at lunch. You don't talk about it. I said, why would I? Why would I want to talk about things and, and get into conversations that would take away my smile, my joy, my happiness, my freedom, my, my playfulness that would make me feel discouraged or disappointed? I don't need to be disappointed. I don't need to be disappointed at anything. I need to just simply smile into it. Oh, that's who won for president? Oh, let me smile into him. Let me smile into the situation. Let me smile into that situation. And I will smile into that situation. And some people may think that I'm spiritually bypassing the truth of what's happening. However, I assure you that I'm not. In fact, what I'm actually doing is I am building spiritual immunity. I am building an ironclad armor that doesn't allow anything in that is not necessary to come into my body temple. I don't need to proliferate my mind and my body with negativity. And nor do you, my love. Nor do you, my sweet darlings who are listening and in this tribe right now with your beautiful ears fully erect and listening to the words in which I speak into your ears, into your heart.
No, you don't have to expose yourself to those energies to evolve. You don't have to put yourself into a situation so that you can be ever upset because everyone else chooses to be upset. You get to choose your emotions. You're not a bobblehead. You're not a bobblehead. You can say to yourself, I am not a bobblehead. I am not a bobblehead. I am not a bobblehead. That's right. That's right. You're not a bobblehead. Why? Because a bobblehead just bobbles its head up and down. Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't matter. Anything could be happening on. If everyone's upset, it gets upset. If the news tells them you should be upset, then the news makes them upset. If they feel that everyone's in an uproar, they get in an uproar. It's like everything is just bobble, 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 bobble. Bobble, 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 bobble. Who wants to be a bobblehead? Not I, said the rabbit. Not I, said the rabbit. The rabbit said, no, not I. I do not want to be a bobblehead. I refuse to be a bobblehead. I am not a bobblehead. I'm an independent thinker that thinks independently, not because people choose to react, and I should react because they react. I choose to observe and to see if it's even worth reacting. Because every time you react, you're spending some form of energy. The question is, are you spending it on yourself? Or are you spending it on them? And if you're spending it on them, is it helping them shift and lift? Or is it keeping them adrift? That's the question you should ask yourself. I mean, if I'm going to spend my energy on something or someone or anything for that matter, or even if a word is being sent to me, be sure that my energy is going to be spent well. You have to spend your energy well, my darlings. You have to spend your energy on things that are worth spending it on. I'm not going to spend my energy on between who is right and who is wrong in a presidential campaign. Are you kidding me? I'm going to spend my energy on the big picture, the source picture, not these tiny little uh, little distraction pictures, you know, these little interruptus of distractions that are like being created by the system so that you can so that you can be so so uh, so engaged in the nonsense and spend all your your energy into what they want you to spend it into so that they can use all that to create chaos and then put you into a chaos bubble and make you feel like everything has gone amok, everything has gone awry, and you have no more power, you have no more say, you, that everything's going to go horrible and bad and doomsday mentality kicks in. And before you know it, you're in your backyard getting ready to practice for your doomsday uh, day, your big Armageddon day, or whatever the heck day you feel you have to get into. All of these things are unnecessary. And seriously, I am not going to be a bobblehead, a bobbly 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 bobblehead and bobble my head to all this nonsense. I am a thinker of independent thought. I observe the situation and ask myself, if I spend my energy in this, will it be spent well for the greater good of all kind? Will it be spent well for myself? Will it be spent well for my well-being? Will it be spent well for peace of mind? <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how much money people spend spiritually on a bunch of nonsense and a bunch of things that they're just promoting, self-promoting, not even know they're self-promoting with all that energy being spent. 
Use your spending of your spiritual energies wisely, you know, because eventually you become spiritually bankrupt. And then all of a sudden you have all these holes in your aura and you're complaining that you're drained and you have no energy. And everything's upsetting you and you're acting crazy. And now you don't want to, now you want to commit suicide. And now you're going through all kinds of changes. Now you got spirits, dark spirits tormenting you because they're gone because everything's out to get you and it's not fair. And how could, how could people be so cruel? How could, how could people, people so mean? and I'm such a good person. No, you're not to yourself. You may be a good person in the idea of things, like, you know, in the reality of it all. Are you a good person when you kept expending all your energy on nonsense, reactions, and things that actually made you feel horrible and uncomfortable and not feeling good in your body and your beautiful biological spacesuit? And notice I said beautiful biological spacesuit instead of just calling it a spacesuit. I called it your beautiful, magnificent, powerful, biological spacesuit called your body. Other people will call it your temple and it could be called your human body, your vessel, whatever. It is your human biological spacesuit. And so the reality of it is if you really are really, really spending your time loving yourself by spending your spiritual wealth into things that are actually bringing health and vitality and strength and empowerment and joy and bliss and opulence and and like healing and all of these amazing, wonderful things, then sure, that's where you want to spend it, right? You don't want to put all your your amazing, all your amazing, you know, profit that that you've been given and this beautiful abundance that you've been given spiritually into a bunch of nonsense and 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 doldry doo-doo. I just think not. It's just not the best way to go. And I think importantly, we have to understand that being a sensual human being, what is sensuality really? I mean, when you hear people say, oh, you should be more sensual, or maybe you're not, they're not even saying that. Maybe that's why you're not getting it, you know, but being sensual is a really important thing because being sensual allows you to connect to, to life in a different way. Uh, like, look at this. This is amazing, Right. This is the dictionary term for sensual, relating to or involving gratification of the senses and physical, especially sexual and pleasure. What, which is interesting because you, you, know, you really got to consider the idea that they brought sexual energy into sensuality, which in fact really doesn't have anything to do with sensuality whatsoever. I mean, yes, you can engage in sexual energy because the sensuality takes you down that path into wanting to share your body or your biological temple as your biological spacesuit. You want to share your essence with another person because they, both you are consciously agreeing to bring bring pleasure to each other together, regardless if it's a male or male or woman or woman or man and a woman who or woman, woman, man or man, man, woman or whatever the heck people are going on these days. It doesn't matter to me as long as you're having pleasure and it's conscious and it's loving and it's supportive and it's being spent well. Because even when you give someone your body or you give energy to someone energetically in, its, in, in the nature of sex, is it being spent well? Right? Is it? Be, are you just giving it to someone who drank all night and has no f- clue like what your name is by tomorrow morning? That's not a good investment. So you know the thing is, put your money, your spiritual money, and your sexual money in a good place—something that's lifting and shifting you, not something that's bringing you down and putting on a frown.
right? So the thing is, if we take out the sexual aspect, then we just stick to the sensual aspect. You get into the understanding of the spiritual divinity of sensuality. Sensuality. Why is it so important? Well, I'll tell you this, that a a person who is sensual is much more connected to the spirit world than a person who's not because sensuality is connecting to essence and essence is connecting to all the subtle frequencies of energy that exist. And when you can do that, you can tap into the quantum energy frequencies, the interdimensional frequencies, and you can connect into all of the planetary frequencies as well as the parallel frequencies that are happening right now next to you in other dimensional gates very close to us. When you're sensual, you tap into the ecstatic energy of life. You tap into the movement of energy that is moving life the way it should move. What moves energy? What moves all of the things you see, right? There is a sensual energy to all of it. Next time you do a healing, get into a sensual place with yourself and look at that person and know that you're going to give them sensual energy and Reiki. And of course, People may say, Shaman Dirk, but that's not okay because when you do these things, you have to have a real ethical approach to these things. You can't put that in your mind. Well, as long as you're not like doing anything that's violating the person, I'm talking about you go in and be in a sensual place and be nurturing and loving because sensuality brings nurturing. It brings love. It brings attention. It brings focus. It brings clarity and it brings an open channel for energy. Open channel for energy has now been connected just by being sensual. I mean, hello, peeps. It's not like it's like, you know, trigonometry or algebra, you know, or like, you know, pre-calculus. This literally is the key to connection, attraction, manifesting, magnetization, all of these things that you want in your life, or should I say want or need because it's an urgency to have. You need to be an attractive person, not just attractive by looks, by what the media has coined up as hot, sexy, and beautiful because that's a bunch of hoo-ha if you ask me, right? But I'm talking attraction, real attraction. You could be a person. I have a friend, okay? You would never think what his wife would look like if you looked at him. You think, oh, he's probably, you know, this guy, he's not, he's not a supermodel. He's short. He's kind of got a little bit chubby tummy. You know, he's got like curlyish hair, you know, and he is dating a supermodel. He doesn't have a lot of money, so don't even try that one. Nice try. He's not like some billionaire or millionaire. He's just a great guy, right, who works as a teacher, and he dates a big model. And you think, why? Because she was attracted to his energy, attracted to his vibe, his vibe. He was vibing with her. She felt the vibe and it showed her the true beauty of him, not as a physical, but as a whole. Because that physical is just only 20% of something. But the other aspects, the emotional beauty, the mental beauty, the spiritual beauty, all of that attraction makes those numbers go up a little bit higher than what people would think they saw if they were looking for someone to come right out of a magazine or these movies, right? So attraction is very different for each person depending upon how spiritually aware they are, right? A person who's spiritually aware finds attraction in everyone. I can, I'm attracted to everything and everyone. And it's like, not because I'm like this, you know, guy who's like, yeah, I'm attracted to everyone, everyone. <laughs> no. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm attracted to everyone because of the fact that everyone 
has a powerful beauty inside of them that I can see. See, I see beyond the eyes. I see beyond the eyes can see. Like, you know, like people look at like a person and they, they size them up and, you know, they look at how they dress and all this kind of stuff. None of that means anything to me. What I look at is I look at several things. I look at the soul. The freeness, the playfulness, that I don't give a care about what anyone thinksness. I like the intelligentness, and not intelligent such as your scholastic intelligence or like you're so intelligent because you went to Harvard and Oxford. Blech. I'm talking like you could be the smartest person on the planet and you went to the best college or the Ivy League college, but your intelligence is not coming from a textbook. The intelligence that turns me on is coming from the way your mind perceives the world in which you live. In. I'm turned on by the way in which you perceive your environment and how you interact with your environment. That shows me a true intelligent person, not someone who's book smart. You can be book smart and step into an environment and get completely ransacked. You get your, you get your butt whooped because those, the environment is, is, is so intense with so much information and so much things happening that you've only been reading what's in a book. So you don't know how to act, access the levels of consciousness and energy and sound and vibration and colors and, and laughter and joy and be witty and all these things that's happening in your environment or in your social setting because you're not intelligent on that level. I'm attracted to that level of intelligence. I'm attracted to someone who is comfortable in their body. You don't have to have the perfect body. You don't have to have be go gym crazy and for me to be attracted to it. I'm attracted to the fact that you're comfortable in your body. You're comfortable in your body. That means you're comfortable. It means you love yourself. It means you love your biological spacesuit and you know you can change it at any given time. And if that's how you feel, I will be like, oh my God, that's super hot. I'm super, I'm super, that's, that's amazing. Wow. Amazing. Super attraction. So the thing is, we have to really get out of this old paradigm of how we attract ourselves and how and what we, and the way in which we're operating in life. Like if you're not moaning when you're eating your food and when I hug you, you're not like almost trying to like, you know, like rub the heck out of my back and massage my shoulders and really like get a, get a really good feel on who's touch, who's in your arms. You know, that's the kind of sensuality I'm talking about. Like rub my backs. Don't pat me. Don't, don't pat me like you're patting your dog Rover, you know, or Charlie or Trixie or well, you get my point. The point I'm making is, is that I want to be felt up. I want to be, I want to feel you. I want you to rub my shoulders and touch me because I'm a human being. And guess what? I'm only one. I only exist on one. And just like you, you only exist on one too. And if you ever got a hug from me, you feel my hug. You know I'm hugging you because it is like just everything coming in once. You're getting like the ocean, the sun, the rainbow just came over your head. A bunch of fairies giggled around you. Children were dancing around you. Tribal drummers were drumming. All of a sudden, you saw these women doing the sacred dance and opening up sacred temples. People were hugging and laughing. House music was pumping. Classical music was playing. And you know, it was, it's like a whole entire experience. Why? Because that's the energy that I put into it through myself. That's the energy because I'm a sensual being. Be sensual. When you be sensual, you are being creation. You are tapping into the essence of all things and you're connecting with everything around you. You're not just existing and, and resisting because when you're existing and resisting, you're not being sensual. You can't feel the connection, the hug, the, the, the relationship that's there. That's what's important. That's, what is, that's what's more important. I don't care who 
you are. I don't care what kind of job you have and how many likes you have and how cool you are and how many movies you did and how many sports, how many times you hit it out of the park and, you know, how many, you know, whatever it is, I don't really care. If you are a person who is not coming in a sensual nature, if you don't see nurture first as the key element to life, is that that nurturing is the hot sexy, that sensual is the new sexy, and that all of that is about creation of life and, and, and community and building and sharing ideas and innovations and inventions and ways in which we can collaborate and support each other on our journey through life in a very easy and effortless way, don't come in until you are ready to win. Don't come in until you are ready to win. I'm going to say it again. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in until you're ready to win. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't don't come in till you're ready to win. Don't come in till you're ready to win. You're ready to step onto the lit train. You're ready to light the fires and feel those desires. You're ready to bring passion and flame in, in the most holiest of names. You're ready to feel the sensuality move through all your body and all reality. You're ready to take it to the next level. You're ready to feel that energy and share it with everyone around you because you have so much to give. It never runs out. You are like an endless well of love and goodness. It never runs out. It never gets depleted. You never feel used. You never feel taken advantage of. You're not even tripping. You take people out to dinner. You're not even tripping if someone doesn't take you out to dinner because you are just that kind of person. You are truthful in the nature of who you are because you recognize that apple pie gets you, you know, apple pie is when you're nice, but truthful gets you the kingdom. And we all know that, right? So if you're a nice person, yeah, you get an apple pie. Hmm, enjoy that pie. Make sure you add some ice cream to it because it doesn't taste so good without it. But if you are really about being truthful, meaning loving people in their truth, holding space for their truth, just loving them, you get the kingdom. That is true. And that's how it goes. And so if that is who you are, then you're winning. So step in. Step in, player. Step in. You're part of the tribe, yo. You're part of the tribe. I love you. Step in. You are a leader of legacy. We have space for you here. We've been waiting for you. Your seat's right over there, king and queen. Your seat's right there. It's your time to shine. We're here to open up the shine for you. We're here to say, shine, 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 brother. Shine, sister. Don't hold back. When you're in this tribe, don't hold back because there's only one of you. We got to see it. It all shine it bright, shine it bright, shine it, shine it bright all day and night, 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 shine it bright all day and night. Yes, yes, that is how we lift it, that is how we shift it. When you get into that space, you're lit, you're lit. Nothing can come to you and tell you something can't work. No one can get in your face and tell you, oh, I'm, you know, I don't really think that yours, those ideas are going to work right now because, you know, the market's going down and blah, 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 bl
I'm good because I'm on the lit train, you see? So I'm good, I'm good. I'm on the lit train, so I'm good. So the thing is, is that the energy, the energy that's required, the energy that allows you to step into a new understanding of yourself is when you recognize that you can have 20,000 people come into the room and tell you that something's wrong with you, but you're so lit and so clear in who you are because your divinity is with God and your power is with God that nothing can stop you from being you. So you're not affected by it. So that is the energy and the essence that you have to live every single day in every single way. There is no more time to vacillate and to do the song and dance because the song and dance isn't working anymore unless you're singing and dancing because you're putting your energy and your spiritual cachet of abundance, right, into something that is taking you to a higher place. Well, that's a different thing. What I'm talking about is that you don't have time to waste on those who waste time, okay? There are people out there in the world, and I just want to bring it to your attention, and this is the reality. There are people out there in the world, they're called time wasters. Now, I don't know if you've heard of them or if you've come across them or if you've met them, but time wasters are people who like to get involved in things that really don't kind of, they don't really have any reason to be getting involved in other than just to waste time. It's kind of almost like they're waiting for time to run out and they really just kind of want it to happen, but they're really bored and they have nothing to do. So time wasters you'll find are very people who just kind of like to spend a lot of time doing a lot of nothing and just wasting time so they can feel safe and not be interactive. And the common, you know, the common thread we have to look at of time wasters, because there is a real definition here, my darlings. Time wasters have a whole thing about they don't know how to plan. They don't know how to organize. They're procrastinators. Um, they don't put up boundaries to interruptions. They love to be interrupted. The interruptists that I talk about, the interruptus corruptus, that energy that comes in and tries to thwart you from the thing that you're doing, they let it happen. Like they're waiting for it. They almost open all the windows and all the doors and wait for it to come in. They're like, interruptus corruptus, please come in and cause drama in my life, please. Because then I have to be in my power and I don't really want to be in my power. And that means I really have to make decisions for myself that are making me happy. And I want to have excuses and I want to make those excuses sound viable, real, and almost so complete that no one would ever question it. So please come in, interrupt this corruptus and interrupt my life. And I'll put no boundaries. Just come right in. These people cannot schedule. You know, um, they're not scheduling any time for anything. They are the type of people who will show up late to, you know, dates that you may have, dinners you may have, because they just don't care. You know, they are not good at delegating tasks or to help build a project or put things together. You know, they just constantly like to waste time. And the other thing is... Time wasters love to constantly check their emails. You know, and some people can be time wasters like by 20%, meaning like they're half time wasters and they're half productive. You know, so that means that they used to be time wasters, but now they're kind of coming out of it. It's 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 really kind of like a um, some kind of like spell that gets put on people. You know, uh, time wasters literally put too much energy in perfectionism. Like time wasters are perfectionists. You always know a time waster being perfectionist in the sense that 
Like that person may think they're super perfectionist and that they're doing because they really want to succeed at something, but what they don't realize is they're actually doing it to waste time. So they'll just keep ripping it apart, tearing it apart, ripping it apart, thinking it's not good enough, asking for other people's opinion instead of just saying, you know what? I feel really good about it. I'm happy about it. And I'm just going to go forward with it because my vessel has brought it through. And now it's my job to just deliver it as, you know, in that space. So, you know, this is how you think. And so the thing is, you have to immediately access when a time waster is nearby because time wasters are not the best type of friends and people you want to associate yourself with. If you want to check out into a bunch of nothingness, then go hang out with a time waster. But until then, you have to ask yourself, one, first of all, if you're going to hang out with a time waster, ask yourself, why are you doing that? And then also, one of the things you also want to acknowledge is, you know, looking at time wasters usually make make you feel like they're draining your energy. But in fact, it's you draining your own energy because you're getting caught up in their like whole time wastings game. So the biggest thing you have to do is realize that, you know, time wasters are people who just don't want to take responsibility for their life. And so they will literally go all about doing everything they can to make sure that a lot of people go on to their way of doing things and just get stuck in the nonsense of it all. And you can't, you know, you just can't, you can't be in that kind of energy. It's just not supportive on any level. So, what we want to do is we want to stay lit and be on the lit train and really be aware of what kind of people are around us. Are they on the lit train? And the question is, if they're not on the lit train, then you know you need to assess, right? But not from a place of judgment, like they're wrong or right or anything of that nature. <laughs> Never do that because that doesn't do anything. You want to always observe a situation from a place of love and always observe the situation from a place of how can I best support them from where they are in their evolution? And what words can I say to support them, to help them to continue on that evolution by enhancing it? Because you just want to bring enhancement in other people's life. You don't want to change them because if you do, then they'll resent you for it because if it doesn't go the way they want it to go when they finally do make the change or if they do make the change all of a sudden they get cocky and think that it's you know it's all about them and they want to find ways to put you down because they knew that you were the one who helped them make the change and you just don't need time for that kind of battle royale it's no fun so first thing you want to just be atten- pay attention to is just being present right with just observing and asking yourself can i or do i have the means to bring enhancement in that person's life from where they are now that can be anything from sharing them uh, sharing about ancient wisdom today inviting them into the tribe or taking them to a beautiful place in nature having a picnic with them slowing them down if they're people who go really fast in life just slow them down take them to go do a flotation tank or take them to go you know you know like you know decompress themselves in like getting a day at the spa or, you know, take some, a walk on the beach or go hiking or, you know, if they're a person who's very sedentary and they never like to move their derriere, you take them, maybe you take them out to do something like ride bikes by the beach or, you know, go hiking or do something fun like, you know, that's uh, roller skating or something that's going to be actively active, right? And perhaps a, a person who just doesn't really think a lot about things like bring games to their home, like Trivia Pursuit or games 
that make them think, you know, like cards for hum- cards for humanity or, you know, all there's all kinds of things out there you can do, right? And then if they're a person who doesn't know how to have fun, like, you know, get them engaged in like playing, like bring coloring crayons over and lots of paints and paper or, you know, bring your action figures or bring some video games over or like, you know, put some, bring some costumes over and, throw, and invite like five or seven friends and have a little costume tea party and stuff like that. And everyone has to choose a character. You put it in a bowl and you put like, you know, a character, one person's French, next person's English, another person is like a thief or whatever. And like everyone plays a character and, you know, you have tea for that afternoon, you know? So there's all these little fun things you can do that I like to do. So you, you know, that I'm just kind of giving you hints, but you know, you can, you know, decide what it, what it is, but there's ways to help people without making them feel that we're stepping on them, looking down at them or making them bad or judging them or seeing them as wrong. Right. Because that doesn't help them at all. So we want to be mindful of that. So it's really important. Now, let's get into understanding the core energy of more about the spirit world. Okay. So how many of you in the tribe have ever experienced sleep paralysis? Okay. Well, I've experienced sleep paralysis. And of course, you know, I'm sure that the medical world likes to interpret the whole idea of sleep paralysis as this kind of like, um, you know, literally, I mean, <laughs> you know, is the, is the way that it it's, it's comes about is basically sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Well, whatever, people. I mean, come on. You know, it's like, yeah, sure, that's exactly why it's happening. Not, I mean, look, I get it. They took their, they took a stab at it from the Western perspective, but now let's throw on some shaman um, truth onto it. Sleep paralysis basically is your body going into a space where you're about to access the astral plane. Plain and simple. Your body is sleeping. Your spirit is awake. Your spirit is so awake, literally, that it will feel as if you're awake, but you're in a middle plane. And when you're in that middle plane, you're like one to two seconds about stepping into the next phase where you get like this intense, like electrical shocks or tingling sensation around your body. But mostly what happens when people feel their body sleeping and their spirit awake, they panic. The key is not to panic. The key is to tell yourself to have your spirit rise out of the body and then your spirit will rise out of the body. Um, some people may hear weird sounds like sounds of monsters or like, you know, languages you've never heard or really high-pitched sounds, low-pitched sounds, growling, you know, all kinds of things. You might see shadow forms walking around. That's because when you're in sleep paralysis and you're in that state, you're in what is called a station the spirit, you're like in the spirit world, which is closest to this dimension. And it's kind of like, a, you know, um, how can I put it? You know, like when you go to a train station and you got like people getting ready to go on a train and this train is going to this place and that train is going to that place. It's that place. All these different beings from all over the galaxy are moving in and out through these different energy portals. And so you can hear the closing of the portals. It's like, you can hear like sounds and high pitched sounds and cackling and this and that and words and me languages you probably never heard before because it could be a being that's there 
you know, that you're picking up on that is from another planet that you don't never heard that form of, of, of sounds. So it's like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. That's usually the scary place for people because when they hear that, they freak out. They think that like a demon is holding them down or some monsters holding them down in bed, um, you know, or sitting on their chest or something of this nature. And that's not the case. The case of the matter is, is that you are actually making a shift into the spirit world and you're about to have an out-of-body experience, which is an O-B-E experience. Very important for you to just be mindful that that's what sleep paralysis is. So usually what happens is when you're going into sleep paralysis, you have we have this thing in shamanism, which we call um, the opening of the stargates, right? Well, the opening of the stargates means your eyes go into rapid eye movement and there's different cycles of rapid eye movement. And when you go into rapid eye movement, which is REM, right? That's when your body's comfortable to let you out of your body, but you can actually leave your body before then. And some people such as myself and my niece and some other people that I know have the ability like me to see through our eyelids, where when your eyelids are closed, you can see shadow forms moving around in your room and you can can see your room, but you see all these different spirits walking around your room. That's because you're able to see into the spirit world through your physical body, which is sleeping, and your spirit body, which is awake. So it's really important. And then there's other types of things that happen too, such as you might float outside of your body and then all of a sudden you feel like you fell off a building and your whole body shakes. That's because your body was actually going into astro experience, but your physical mind cognitively was still not fully comfortable with your body leaving. So it pulls it back in at a, such a speed as because when you move in the spirit world, you move fast. Like it's like faster than the speed of light. So you, you feel like you're falling off a building and you're just like, boom, you, you fall back into your body. That's nothing to be afraid of. It just means that you're getting comfortable to learn how to, to access that level of, of movement and travel. And here's another thing too, just for those of you who are not aware of, the spirit world and how it operates. The worst thing you can do in the spirit world is to give costumes to an in-embodied spirit. Spirits that have no body, but they're just um, energy. For instance, like when people call beings from the underworld demons, you're giving them more power because you're giving them a costume in which to wear to scare you off of some kind of thing that you heard or was projected at you from someone at some time from, you know, someone who believed that there's demons and that the de or the devil has a pitchfork with horns and whatnot, you know, when in fact, like, there is no such thing out of the embodiment. You are just energy. But people would love to constantly create that because they keep watching scary movies and then taking those images from scary movies and building a costume house and then giving spirits those costumes so they can follow you into your dream world or mess with you in your room while you're sleeping and, you know, whatever, you know. And the thing is, like, Never say there are demons or give a demon a character characteristic like, oh my God, there's this demon, there's demons in that person. And you're like, okay, great. You gave the spirit energy of this being who's in the underworld, who's tapping into them, who's just literally a consciousness of spirit, of energy, and you put a costume on it based on some kind of like book that was written or read to you or shared with you through an authority figure that you believe that knows about demons. And so therefore you start calling them demons and, and really give giving a presence to, to your concept of evil, which is just only making things worse for you because the more you're afraid of the unknown and the more you're afraid of the things that you can't see or experience, the more shut down you'll become from the spirit world and you'll become what we call a victim in the spirit world. 
And what that means is that anytime any spirit talks to you, an angel, uh, an off-world or such as an ET or any kind of being, any gnome or elf or anything. I mean, there's so many spirits, I can't go through the whole list because there's just way too many. I mean, perhaps in another share, we'll go and talk about you know what different spirits do and so forth and how they show up on the planet. But the thing is that you'll be afraid of them. And so even if your ancestor came, like your grandmother or like your grandfather, your dad or your mom or your great-grandmother, your uncle, aunt or whoever passed away and lives on the other side in heaven, tries to come and visit you, you'll just assume that there's a demon in your room because you will be so convinced that anything that is not, that is in the invisible plane or the spirit plane must be something dark and evil because you don't know how to understand the difference. You don't know what it feels like or you don't understand it because you're just basically following what someone else told you and being a bobblehead. Don't be a bobblehead, right? So that's why ancient wisdom is here. It's to give you the information. And that's why I tell people, get onto my Instagram so you can send me messages when I ask questions like what kind of things you would like to learn about. If you're perplexed about something that's happening in your life and you don't, and you don't know what it is and you want to get answers to it, that's why you leave me those DMs so that way I can get back in touch with you through those DMs and access out what you would learn, what you want to learn, and then share it with the tribe in ancient wisdom today, right? And so that gives you a much more broader scope, more broader landscape in which you can begin to expand your energy and your spirit to a higher place because now you have the knowledge and the information and you're not going around, you know, freaking yourself out, thinking there's demons walking around your room, holding you down in bed and making you feel like you have no control. Like, like you would never be a child of God if God didn't put inside of you all the tools and capabilities that you need to navigate both planes at any given time or any plane for that matter, not even just the spiritual plane or the physical plane. Plane, but any dimensional plane, any dimensional dimension you could ever go to or travel to through sound or through meditation or in a starship if we allow ourselves to build one to get to those places, but we'd have to change the way in which we're actually doing it. All of that would be, you would be governed in a great deal of protection. So the, so, the resource of creation is very resourceful and knows all the many possibilities of things that you could get into based on your evolution and how much you could evolve within any given time frame that is being created by us to grow in. So it's quite knowledgeable of giving you us giving us exactly what we need when we need it. So we just don't have to keep going into that that old rhetoric of like being in survival and fear and like, am I going to be able to survive and all this kind of stuff. Like everything's going to be there if you start putting more understanding that like you're not alone and that this amazing spiritual energy that's around you 24 hours a day, that, that this powerful energy of love, which is creation, is there inside of you, around you, inside the tree, inside the flower, watching you, loving you, hearing your thoughts, the wind's always listening. And, you know, and everything is there to respond to you if you just open up more sensually and get out of your labels and your viewpoints and your ideas of what you think and start, you know, even if you're a scientific person, spiritual spirituality is science. And if you really start getting into the understanding of it, then you can really start opening up a whole understanding of science in a different way because you'll start to bridge and, 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 and see the missing links in certain places in science that you can fill it in with spirit and vice versa. And, and so it's really beautiful. 
So that's something we, you know, we need to understand because a lot of people go through that. A lot of people do go through OBE and a lot of people just need to let themselves breathe and say, it's okay, I'm safe, I'm loved and take me further. I'm willing to get out of the body. And then the whole world opens up for you, right? Because then you enter the astral plane and then you can learn how to become a dream warrior in which we'll talk about on other shares how to become a dream warrior because it's a whole share in itself and we just don't have enough time to go into that. But let's just kind of give you some teasers so that we can focus on some of the other things that I want to share to you about. So the other thing is, you know, really being aware of, you know, increasing your awareness in the spirit world. The way that you increase your awareness in the spirit world is you practice putting yourself into situations where you get scared. And so the way you do that is like, think of things that make you afraid where you get the hair that rises up in the back of your neck and those goosebumps that you get on your arm. That's the sensation you want to feel. And you want to find whatever it is that makes you feel that and then say, increase and then feel it again. And then say, increase. I want it stronger. I'm not afraid anymore. And you keep practicing in that space. And what it does is it raises your, your capacity for, to, for your ability to travel in the unknown. Things that you've never experienced before and never are heard before or never witnessed before, you'll be able to move beyond those limitations and you'll realize that you can access your awareness into those different levels um, of consciousness and in the spirit world, which is really beautiful. So please, please, please get into that space where you get those goosebumps. And when those goosebumps happen and when those chills at the back of your neck happen, say, I want more, make it stronger. I feel it. I make it stronger. I feel it. Make it stronger. I feel it. And watch what happens. It's going to be so powerful and amazing on so many levels. So the other thing is also knowing too that why when you move your body like dance and movement like everyone should be taking some form of movement into their life either from a dance instructor or just dancing in general because that's what you love to do they like to just get your 80s music or your country music or your you know your house music i'm just giving you my whole entire library right <laughs> and you know just get in there and just move your body you know it doesn't even have to be that it can be classical music it can be orchestra music it can be ambient music and just move your body and every time you move your body you're tapping into a deep spiritual well of information and knowledge that you can actually start downloading into your system so as you move your body you can say i'm moving my body to bring more balance and harmony in the lives of those who are waking up right now, who are a little bit scared of everything they're seeing and being able to truly just be there and support them at the highest level. So what you're doing is you're using the movement, the energy and everything to unlock those keys, those portals, those dimensions to allow the floodgate of spirits and different beings to support you in what you've asked for. And then it happens. It's like that. So we also, you know, it's really important that as we're embarking on this spiritual journey, going on this journey is a beautiful thing. But we also want to remember that every relationship we build is relationship that yields. And what does it yield? So when you think about yielding, when you think about the word to yield, right? What comes to mind when you think of the word to yield? Because to yield something is to literally allow something in, right? To, um, to yield something is to produce or provide. So every relationship you build is every relationship you yield. And this is not a something that you have to look, you don't, you have to kind of put any demands on or that you have to kind of like, you know, force to happen. It just happens naturally because you're building authentic relationship with energy and people. And so when you're on the journey, on the spiritual journey, you always have to remember that it's all about relationship. So remember this, and this goes for all relationships because it's not just relationship with yourself. It's relationship with spirit. 
It's relationship with nature. It's relationship with animals. It's relationship with other people. And when you have good relationship with yourself in spirit and good relationship with nature and good relationship with animals and are either one or the other, you can build really great relationships when it comes to romantic and love relationships because you re- you recognize what it takes to have a relationship in general. Like I have so many spirits that I have relationship with in other dimensions and other sub-dimensions, quantum dimensions, and different realities of, of thinking and emotional perception that if I was to ask the spirit to come in the room and create a sensation for me or for someone I'm, that I'm standing in front of, they could because of the fact that I'm there for them, they're there for me. Spirit says, hey, you know what? I need you to go to at this time in your, in your, on your clock to get this stone and go to this body of water under this moonlight and hold the stone in your hand and say these words, think, and then come visit me in my dimension while you're holding that stone and transfer that energy over to me. I need it for my realm. I go and do it. No questions asked. I'm not sitting there going like, am I crazy? What am I doing? Is this is off the wall? I just go and do it. And the reason why I go and do it is because that I have a relationship with that spirit. Because that spirit, if I have someone, a friend calls me and says, hey, my husband's sick in the hospital. And I call on that spirit because I know that spirit has capability of healing human, human beings on earth from that type of situation or assisting in it on some level that I can call on that spirit to help me. And that spirit has a relationship and they're not doing it because it's a one-up for me and a one-up for them. And they're not doing it because I did something for them and they did something for me. That's not relationship, okay? That's not relationship at all. That's called debt. I'm talking about because I love them unconditionally. They love me unconditionally. And so we're just there for each other because we choose to be there. And that's the way it is. And so one of the things that I notice a lot in relationships is people like to have ownership in their relationship. And I'm going to say this to you. Relationship, not ownership. I'm going to say it again. Relationship, not ownership ownership. Don't go into a relationship with the idea of owning someone because it just doesn't work. You can never own another human being. You can never own anything. You're always sharing moments with it. Even if your animal is sharing moments with you until it no longer can. So the thing is, is that when you're in that space, and you're operating in that space, you're operating in a true place of clarity. This is so important. So I love you all so much. And remember, you're my peace of mind. You give me peace of mind because when you come here to the tribe and do the the Wednesday meditations, listen to the guests on Thursday and get involved in the solos. And then I see you posting on Instagram and sharing with other people. And I see the smiles on your faces and the letters that are streaming in from all over the world. I mean, I have filled so many letters. Thank you of how, how ancient wisdom has changed your life. I am so happy. I love you so much. And we are almost at 1 million downloads in this short period of time. And I am so grateful. I love you so much. And I'll tell you when we hit that mark. And I just want you to know it's because of all of you tribal members inviting to ignite people's lives. So please do invite to ignite people's lives. Lift them and shift them. Give them the greatest gift, which is them. Because remember, when they come into the tribe, it's not about me. It's about them seeing themselves and seeing new perception and new understanding through a different lens that can shift their life in so many powerful ways that it's just 
absolutely breathtaking. And let me tell you, I have friends of mine who've had all kinds of money problems and all kinds of problems in their life. And they started listening to ancient wisdom and they said their money problems have come to an end. Their, their situations that they've gone through that has been troublesome in their life has come to an end because just by you listening, the spirits are operating in your field of consciousness and making the changes in your life. Like literally, you could be listening to ancient wisdom today with a big obstacle you're up against and the spirits already taking apart that obstacle just because you're engaged in ancient wisdom today. So invite to ignite. Follow me on Instagram if you want to level up your powers, shamanduric.com. Sign up on my newsletter. Sign up on the newsletter. Get leveled up. Get the newsletter because I send amazing tips. I send you amazing shamanic things that you can do that I don't share with the general public. And also, which is so wonderful, which I love so much, is remember always there's only one of you and you are powerful and you are beautiful and you are divine so until next time my sweet sweet loves my sweet sweet loves see you later alligator got you bye <laughs>